0: Amen, amen, I am thankful to be here again in the house of the Lord tonight. If you would, turn with me in your Bibles to Mark chapter 10, a very familiar passage of scripture, Mark chapter 10, begin reading at verse 46, I'll give you a minute to get there. Amen. It says, and they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. Now, aren't you glad tonight that the very obvious thing that is wrong with you? is not a title before your name tonight. That your struggle is not how we know you tonight. What a dagger that would be to walk into this place tonight with a reputation, with an issue, with a handicap that we all know and see. And we labeled you the moment you walked in the door. Well, there's drug addict Doug over there there's jealous Jack sitting over here to my right there's bitter Betty sitting here in the middle but we're gonna identify this man because it's just who he is it's just part of his life it's blind Bartimaeus Scripture is very clear to let us know this wasn't just any man by the name of Bartimaeus, but this was blind Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David. Have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still. When you get Jesus to the place where you make him stand still. You have done something awesome. When he is on his way to accomplish something else. But you stop him in his tracks because of your desperation and your cry. You better get ready for what's going to happen next. It says Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called and they called the blind man. Now they can't even say his name. But again, we're going to call out his flaw. They said unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Tonight, for just a little while, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to talk to you on this subject, using what I never lost. Using what I never lost. Father, we love you tonight. We thank you for your presence that is in this place. God, we're thankful tonight to know, oh God, that we can still cry out to you in our time of desperation. God, that when we so desperately need you, God, it doesn't matter what we've been through. It doesn't matter what limitations we might have tonight. If you are in this place, then all things become possible. God, and tonight I pray that we would set all limitations aside and all worry and concern aside tonight. And somebody would get desperate enough to cry out to you in their place. That they find themselves in tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus we all pray. And everyone said amen. And it is so. Amen. You can be seated tonight if you promise to get with me. All right, I got a good group tonight. Bartimaeus was not just a man. As I said he was a blind man. But beyond that he was not just known as a blind man. But. Because of his blindness, because of his handicap that life had given him, he was also forced to be a beggar. If being dealt the blow of being blind was not enough, now his only choice of income was to simply beg. Any time in scripture that you find a beggar, you will also find some other limitation They did not beg because they wanted to. They did not beg because it was their father's trait and it's all that they knew. They begged because life had forced them to a place where it was their only option. Maybe, just maybe, somebody might pity the man enough to give him a coin or two. Just maybe they would see him in his pitiful condition, whether blind or maimed or dumb. Whatever the case may be, they see him and just maybe they might cast a few coins his way. The very cloak that he was wearing is said to be a cloak that at the time was given to the blind. As somewhat of a visual notice to those passing by. That due to his blindness, he in essence had a license to beg. That if he was wearing this cloak then he was given that cloak by somebody of a higher power that says, we're going to give this guy an opportunity to do something with his life. Almost of a pity, they give them this cloak so that they can simply go ask alms. The shame that came with being a beggar, no doubt was a pain all on its own. And attached to the already painful problem that you have. Obviously, with such limitation, jobs were not at his disposal. And if the blind were given an opportunity to even serve in a capacity where they could work a job, they would be cheated out of what they should have earned because, after all, they wouldn't know anyways. All of this because they were blind. Notice in John chapter 9 when there was another blind man on the scene. The disciples, not the haters, not the naysayers, not the evil reporters. This is the disciples. They look on the blind man and they ask him, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents that he was born blind? What did this man possibly do? What did he do in his lifetime that caused this this awful thing to happen to him? What did this one do that earned them the right to be called blind? What did this one do to be be called deaf? What did this one do to have that label put on? Were they born this way or, or was it their parents' fault that they're labeled this? Are they labeled drug addict today because of their own issues? Or was it because it was daddy's issues and just by default he is what daddy is? Are we going to tie this up because of his sin or because of his parents' sin? And Jesus said, neither this man nor his parents sinned. But this happens so that the works of God might be displayed in him. If we could only grasp that sometimes things in our life happen the way that they do... And the issues that we're dealing with and the things that we're facing are not to harm us or scar us or put a label on us. But it's that somewhere down the way that God could get a hold of you and transform your life. And say you may have been born this way. You may have been born going in the wrong direction. But I've come to stop you in your tracks today and turn you on the right path. There came a stigma attached to being handicapped. That for someone to be blind, surely the man must have some horrible sin in his life to be this way. Or perhaps his parents did, and now he's facing this because of their sin. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. It was one of the very reasons that he came. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, he said, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Can I tell you tonight, sometimes life just happens. It wasn't anybody's fault. It wasn't their sin. It wasn't some major issue. It's just the hand that life had dealt them. No one made this happen to us. It's just the way it is. But oh, what a difference faith can make to the forgotten. What a difference faith can make when your back is against the wall. What a difference faith can make when you've been an outcast your whole life because of the issues that you have dealt with. Being blind and having a lack of vision can come in many different ways. We can be born with that noticeable issue. We could truly be born into this world with issues. For in sin we were born. In sin we were shapen in iniquity. We can be born with those issues. Life can deal us a blow. Like Mephibosheth somebody else could drop us and somebody else could cause us harm that was not intentional but through the caring of you they dropped you and they they now have caused an issue in your life you weren't born with but it was nobody's fault it was simply an accident we can be injured or hurt by life situations we can be blinded by choice and simply refuse to see And say, I I, I don't want to see. I don't want to know. I don't want to be involved. And we can even become blind because of our own bad decisions. But it does not matter how it happened. When you become blind and, and, and that lot is cast towards you, it doesn't matter how you got it. It doesn't matter how it happened. It doesn't matter from that point on. The only thing that you are consumed with at this point is that you are blind. That you cannot see. That where once may have been light is now darkness. And the only thing you can think about not now is not how it happened, but how am I going to get out of this situation. Faith in this situation must remain intact. Faith must remain at the forefront. I may have been born this way. I may have done some things that led me to be in this situation. And I have lost my vision. But I have not lost everything. Because though my eyes cannot see. There are still other parts of me. That can be involved in the work of God. Though I cannot see the way that you all see. There's something that God can do in my life that perhaps he may never do in yours. God wants you to notice tonight the placement of blind Bartimaeus. The scripture says he was right there on the edge of the highway. He was not in an alleyway having a pity party. He wasn't at the bar drinking away his sorrows saying, oh, I'm just blind Bartimaeus. Oh, this is just the way I've always been. This is the way it's always gonna be. But rather he put himself in a position where there were going to be people passing by where there were going to be people coming by and maybe, just maybe, I might finally get the help I need someday. You hear me? You may have issues and you may have things in your life that didn't go the way that you thought. But sitting out there somewhere when everything's going wrong is not the answer. But rather finding a place in the house of God. Even if you're sitting in the back or at the front, it really doesn't matter. Just put yourself in a position to say, maybe, just maybe, today might be the day that somebody walks by my way and my life is forever changed. It's not going to happen if I'm at the bar. It's not going to happen if I'm at home alone having my pity party. But if I could put myself where there's other people, then maybe somebody will reach out. Maybe somebody will pass alms my way. He positioned himself in a place where he could receive something from somebody. Maybe, just maybe, somebody will walk by today and give me alms. But when he was there in that place, and he was positioned in the right place. Verse 47 says, and when he heard. I want you to get that. I may be blind, but I can still hear. I may not concede Jesus, but I just felt something and I heard some footsteps and I heard some noise and I heard some rejoicing from somebody else that got touched and I heard about who was coming and I heard about what his name is and that he brings healing I've heard that he opens the blinded eyes I heard that he raises the dead I heard that he sets at liberty those that are captive I may not can see but I heard something just now and it is has moved something in this old beggar boy, and it has stirred me to not just want to sit here, but it has stirred something up inside of me. It is vital that even when i can 't see, I have got to be able to hear because what you hear can change your life, so you lost your vision i, I 'm so sorry, but use. Your ears time and time again. Scripture says to he that hath an ear. Let him hear what the spirit hath to say. There's more that you will hear in the spirit than you will typically see in the spirit. If you would plug yourself in and just begin to listen. I, I can't see, but I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear that sound. Elijah didn't just hear the still small voice, but he also heard the sound of abundance of rain. Someone else saw the cloud. He didn't see it. But when somebody else saw it, he said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I don't I don't see what you see, but I can still hear. I hear the sound of change. I hear the sound of a shifting. I hear the sound of revival. I hear the sound of chains breaking. I may not see, but I'm going to use what I never lost. <clears throat> Thankfully, Bartimaeus had some other senses kick in, but it wasn't just that he heard. It's who he heard that stirred something up inside of him. No doubt as he sat there day by day, he heard a lot of commotion. He heard a lot of people passing by. He heard a lot of people coming by day by day. But scripture says when he heard that it was Jesus. That's what our world needs right now. They don't need to hear commotion. They don't need to hear noise. They don't need to hear all the, the, the garb out there. They need to hear that somebody is walking with Jesus. They need to be sitting in that place and, and sitting there blind and handicapped. And you walk in. And you walk in with Jesus. And they stop and say, hold on. I, I, I just heard something. And it wasn't what I'm used to hearing. But I just heard that it was Jesus. When he had many encounters before, none caused him to be so determined. For this is the one whom he longed to confront with his trouble. He then begins to cry out. So first he uses his ears to hear that it was Jesus. And then he decides he's going to go ahead and get his mouth involved. And he's going to begin to cry out with a loud voice. And with the determination, I am going to get his attention. This may be my last hope. And this may be my last opportunity To be in the house of God This may be the last opportunity I have To be in the same area as He is in I don't care what anyone else says I don't care neighbor what you came to do But while He is here And I can hear Him I feel Him near I'm going to cry out with a loud voice right now I need You, Jesus, Uh, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Uh, You might not come back next week, Uh, I might not be here tomorrow, Uh, but God, right here uh, and right now, I need a touch from you. I may not be touched, and I may not see where He's at, but I'm going to be heard. I'm going to be heard. The crowd comes and they try to get him to stop yelling. Oh, you need to hush up with that. You you need to be quiet. You don't need to cause a ruckus. He's got other things to do. And you know, sometimes we come and nobody says that. Not that I know of anyways. I don't think anybody grabs you and tells you to sit down and be quiet. But sometimes it's just a look. Sometimes it's just a wet blanket. Sometimes it's just an I shall not be moved spirit. But I would pray that there would be a people that are tired of living in darkness. That are truly tired of the heartache and the pain and the struggle and the heaviness and the turmoil and the ridicule and the shame and, and being a beggar and being blind and you've just had enough and you finally got to the place where you said, I have an opportunity today for something to change I'm in the house of God He's here, there's brothers and sisters here, there's a baptistry here, there's people around me right now, there's anointing oil right here, I just need a touch from God and you know what neighbor, you may not want to hear it, but if you don't you can go over there, cause I'm gonna shout, I'm gonna hear Him, I'm gonna use everything I've got. Oh, come on. No, 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 no. Y'all sit down. Y'all sit down. Quiet it down quiet it down. Don't trouble the master. Don't get too excited. Don't get too involved. Don't trouble him right now. You ought to keep shouting. You ought to keep worshiping. You ought to keep begging and saying, I'm not moving. I'm not going anywhere. I can't see you, but I can hear you, and I can shout tonight. Woo! He just yelled even louder. He just caused more of a ruckus. I wish we would start doing the same thing when we see those eyes cut over at us like, Would you be quiet? I wish it all to get something stirred inside of you. You get beside yourself and you say, I don't care who's looking. I don't care who's. That's something about blind people. They can't see who's looking at them, they don't care who might be looking at them. All they know is that Jesus is somewhere and I need him. You can look at me all you want to, I don't notice it, I don't know what you're doing. But I've come to get a touch from the master. You ought to quit whispering that stuff to yourself and start shouting it into the world. Jesus. Yeah, I'm blind. Yeah, I have an issue. Yeah, I've got problems. I don't care who knows. I'm not hiding it any longer. You all see my problems. You all know that I'm not perfect. You all know I don't have my life together. You don't either. You may not be blind, but you sure are some other things. I want God to have mercy on me. Yeah, I'm blind. I have issues. And I found myself down to nothing. But that's why I'm calling on Jesus. Some have come here today with a fall. And with a limitation. And you've refrained from God because of your issue. I can't, I, I'm, I'm blind. I can't come into His presence. I'm flawed. I have issues. I have this, this stuff, this stigma attached to my life, and I've had it for a very long time. We have allowed that to be the very thing that has kept us from crying out. Well, what if, what if they find out I'm blind? What if they hear that I have a problem? What if I really need him, but I'm scared to let the people beside me know how desperate I really am? To cry out to God. What if they find out I, I don't see clearly and I don't have much vision and I and I'm struggling today? Hear me, when you get desperate enough, it doesn't matter who's around, it doesn't matter who sees you, it doesn't matter who hears you, it doesn't matter if they're your spouse, your brother, your sister, your pastor, your friend, when you get desperate enough, it doesn't matter, you will cry out, you will get down on your knees and beg God, you will cry out, Jesus, have mercy on on me. Jesus, I want to see. Jesus, I need deliverance tonight. I need you to move on me right now. I need you to step into my circumstance this moment. My need has got to become greater than my shame. It's time to trade what I've settled for. With what I've been longing for and say, God, I will not be quiet. I will not let thee go until thee bless me. I won't stop praying. I won't stop fasting. I won't stop coming to the house of the Lord. I won't stop coming by the highway. I won't stop waiting to hear a sound that you're near. I won't stop waiting to hear your voice so that I could cry out to you. Remember, not only was he blind, he was a beggar. He knew how to cry out for help shame already knew his name he wasn't getting any lower than a blind beggar he has already been told no so many times by so many others so what was one more no but maybe just maybe he might say yes maybe just maybe he might give me more than alms maybe just maybe this could be the day that i am set free Him being turned down by the crowd was nothing new to him. Them telling him to move to the side and be quiet was his norm. But he knew how to beg. Only this time, what could potentially be given would be the greatest gift he could ever receive. Jesus stops and is still. And he asks for Bartimaeus to be brought to him. Go call that blind beggar. And Bartimaeus is over there. And they call him. And immediately. He starts taking off. That garment. And he rose. And he came to Jesus. Remember this garment. This was his only way of income. It was his license. To beg. It was what identified him. And told everybody who he was. His cloak was literally his security blanket. It was what had labeled him a blind beggar. But I want you to catch this. He doesn't dispose of that robe. After he's healed. But he had enough faith. To say oh. I just called out. He stopped and he called me to come to him. I don't I don't need that anymore. What do you mean, Bartimaeus? He hasn't healed you yet, he hasn't done anything for you yet, he hasn't even touched you yet. Oh, but I just know that today is my day. Because I was desperate enough and I'm going to step out in faith claiming I'm not going back to being blind. I'm not going back to being depressed. I'm not going back to being a drug addict. I'm not going back to who I used to be any longer. He doesn't wait to see what happens. He says I'm taking off the label right now. I'm going all in right now. All the chips on the table right now. Now I'm getting up from the side of the road Right now I've used my ears I've used my voice And now I'm fixing to use my feet And I'm going to walk to wherever he is at And say I'm going to use What I haven't lost I lost my vision But I've still got my ears I've still got my mouth I've still got my feet And I'm going to worship him I'm going to praise him I'm going to believe on him that he's going to do something great so with this act of faith he sheds before he ever sees what wilt thou that I should do unto thee my my what would you like me to do for you Bartimaeus, Jesus asked this, and while it should be a very obvious answer, sometimes if we're very honest, we don't always pray the very thing that we need the most, because we're afraid somebody might hear us. We're afraid that God might look down on us, or he may look at us and and be in shame because of the place that we are in, and You're you're blind. You've you've got a struggle. I didn't know you were going through all of this. And so we don't trouble the master with our petty prayer. But God is asking somebody tonight. What do you want me to do in your life? I mean really. Really. Eye to eye. And I know that you're blind and you have limitations. But I see you. And I see down to the root of what you really desire. Now I'm waiting on you to be very real with me. And I'm wanting to hear it come out of your mouth. I'm waiting for you to finally open up and say it. I'm waiting on you to lift your hands and surrender. And find an altar tonight. And cry out to me. And say God I have not been real. I've not been honest. I've skirted around it. I've tried to get around it every way possible. But when you're here tonight and you ask me. What can I do for you? God here I am. This is my request. This is my prayer. I don't care. Anymore, I'm ashamed as shame can get, but God, I am blind and I want to see this struggle that I've dealt with my whole life. I want to be freed from it. I wonder tonight, what would you do if you knew He would respond to your request tonight? What would you shed off right now in faith? if you knew that when you took off that cloak and began to walk over to Him that He was about to touch you in such a way that you would never be the same again, I'll tell you what you would do. You wouldn't be seated right now. You would be out of your seat. You would be finding a place and saying, Here I am, God. Here I am, God. This is my request. Right now, Lord, I want You to work. I want You to move. How would you pray if you knew this was your last time? It's time to get real about what you want God to do in your life. And that's the good part of being blind. You don't, you don't know what everybody else is thinking. You can just cut loose and let go and let God. And then somehow, some way through it all, your eyes are going to be opened. And what you see now is not going to be this face, but it's going to be this face. It's going to be people that are not looking at you saying, shame on you, be quiet. It's going to be people saying, how? How did you do that? How can you see? How is this possible? What just happened? You were blind and now you see me. What just happened here with this encounter with Jesus? He comes out and says the obvious. Rabbi, I want to see. Some people don't ever get around asking. Some people have accepted their blindness. And I'm not just talking about physical blindness tonight. Scripture speaks of the blind leading the blind. And I once thought that this was strictly referencing those who walk a path and don't know which way they are going. And many times that's what Scripture is talking about. But I also believe tonight that this is some of the peer pressure that people feel. That because my neighbor has embraced their blindness, that I too have to embrace mine. That because my neighbor and those around me have just simply lived with their struggle that I too have to live with mine. And that we're just going to live in a camp of lepers. And we're just going to live segregated. And we're going to live with all our blind friends. And we're going to live with all the people. The birds of a feather are all going to flock together. And we find other blind beggars. And we find other unclean. And we find other lame. Because then maybe mine won't be so noticeable. Instead of finding someone Who can make a difference. Instead of finding somebody who's been through the waters that I'm in right now. And saying, I know you were once blind too. How did you get through? I know once upon a time you struggled with the very thing I'm struggling with. How did you make it? How was this possible? How did you do this? But Bartimaeus said, I don't want that kind of life. I want to see I don't want to simply be this way just because my neighbors are this way. I want to see. I want to be set free from this darkness. I don't care who sees. I don't care who knows. I don't care what other commitments I've made prior to this. Everything is changing from now, fellas. I'm crying out for help. I may have lost some things along the way. I may have lost friends. I may have lost finances. I I may have lost my job because being blind. I, I may have lost family. But I am going to use what I never lost today. Because what I've lost may never come back But while Jesus is here I'm going to use what I have When you can't see you still got a voice When you can't hear You've still got a voice When you can't see You can still rejoice When you can't see I can still pray When I can't see I can still shout When I can't see I can still fast When I can't see I can still bow with somebody that will help lead me to Jesus. When I can't see, I can still get down on my knees and cry out to God for help. When I can't see, I can still cast off my cloak and begin walking towards Jesus. Let's all stand all over this house tonight. As great as His healing was, What he does after is what matters the most. For the Bible says, Jesus tells him, you can go on your way now. Because thy faith hath made thee whole. I saw what you did with that cloak. I thought that was pretty awesome. That was quite faith there, Bartimaeus. That you were already considering yourself no longer blind. And I hadn't even done anything for you yet. That's quite faith you've got there. You can go on your way now. And live your life. The miracle has now taken place. Bartimaeus, it's what you wanted. Now you can go along and do your thing. But the Bible says, and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. I can't think of any reason tonight while somebody would get the very thing that they asked God for and they would not want to follow Jesus. But it happens God saves them from a life of brokenness. God redeems them. He purchases them with His blood. He washes them in His baptism. He, he lets them live a life and yet they'll still walk away from God. Bartimaeus said, oh no. I've decided to follow Jesus. The one who called me out of darkness. Darkness. The one who changed my life completely. All of this. Because I heard. Something happening. And I wanted to be a part of it. Even when I was limited. I used what I had not lost. To hear. To wait. Day by day. By that highway. Is today the day. I can't see, but is today the day that I hear something different. He asked, what is this happening? Who's coming? And right there, he calls a literal uproar to attract Jesus' attention. To those in the crowd, the uproar was an offense, so they tried to silence the blind beggar, but no one. No one. No one was going to take from him this chance to escape his world of darkness. Until you are lost, and until you are in the dark, and until you are blind, you don't get a say in the matter what somebody else does and how they respond to Jesus Why are they praying like that? Why are they worshiping like that? Why are they there at the altar time and time again? Can't they seem to get their life straight? You're not blind like they're blind. You don't know what they've had to go through their whole life. I applaud them for trying. I applaud them for stepping out and crying out to God. I applaud them every time they stand and lift their hands. I applaud them every time a tear falls. I applaud them every time they cry out in their prayer closet. I need you, God. I need you, God. God, I need you, God. God, don't let me be like the disciples that think that they've done something to deserve this. But rather, let me just know it's part of life and it's so that you can truly work a miracle in their life so that they can see the mighty hand of God at work. Don't you try to silence me when I need the hand of God on my life. Don't ask me to be quiet when I'm desperate. Don't ask me to stop fasting when I need a breakthrough. Don't ask me to quit going to the altar when I need God to move. He began with a need, he went on with gratitude, and he finished with loyalty. Notice Luke writes it by saying there came a question when he heard all this commotion. Luke says, when he hears it, he said, what meaneth this? What's all this noise I hear? What is the sound that I hear? And they told him, it's Jesus. Jesus. Who is passing by? Hira bokota yahasata. Hilo bokora hasata Hita bokor bahasata yaha. Luke also writes the book of Acts, chapter two. Now when this was noised abroad. The multitude came together and were confounded. Because every man heard them speak in his own language. They, they were hearing some commotion. And they were all amazed and marveled. Saying one to another. Behold are not all these which speak Galileans. Verse 12 says. And they were all amazed and were in doubt saying one to another what meaneth this what's this sound I hear oh it's him again only this time he's not just wanting to touch your eyes but this time he's wanting to dwell in your spirit and he's wanting you to be saved And He's wanting to wash you with His blood. He's wanting to wipe away every stain. He's wanting to wipe away every hurt. He's wanting to be much more personable this time. That sound that you're hearing is Jesus right now. He has come into this place tonight. Even when you can't see Him, if you can just hear the commotion, if you can let something stir inside of you that says, I don't understand, but I want to know what meaneth this, then maybe, just maybe, you'll receive your sight and find salvation. All in the same day. God is asking somebody in this place tonight, what would you want me to do In this moment, I'm giving you the opportunity to answer tonight. But somebody's got to get desperate. Somebody's got to get real. Somebody's got to take off the cloak. Somebody's got to take off the mask and say, here I am, God. I'm blind. I'm a beggar. I'm shameful. I don't deserve it, but God... I need your mercy. I need your grace. I need you to deliver me from alcohol. I need you to deliver me from drugs. I need you to deliver me from doubt. I need you to deliver me from anger and bitterness, God. Here it is, the real, the wrong, God. I don't care who sees I don't care who hears I'm just free tonight youngers Kitoro yo dalla bo sakta Hito Kitoro Kitoro bo ko